Talk Radio. This was an important study. Let me give you some context. I was contacted by a graduate student at the University of Michigan School of Public Health, where I'm an alumni. And we had an approved project through the School of Public Health to do an examination, a systemic review of all the autopsies that had been published in the peer-reviewed literature. So we used a stand, standard, what's called PRISMA methodology, where we searched for every paper possible. We sorted through hundreds and hundreds of manuscripts because deaths can be reported as different um, clinical syndromes are coming out after the vaccine. Uh, we arrived at 44 papers, 325 autopsies. Then we took each one of the autopsy results out and we put it as a single line item uh, with all the clinical description. And then we submitted that to adjudication, a blind adjudication. Three doctors who were expert in looking at pathologic specimens all had bona fide evidence uh, in the autopsy uh, uh, lab. And, uh, and then we came to a, you know, an agreement on the cases and we found that 73.9% of all the cases, it was either the vaccine as the direct cause of death or it significantly contributed to the death. The deaths occurred within a week or two after taking the last shot and uh, far more than 50%, the single cause was a cardiovascular cause of death. A Lancet study on COVID vaccine autopsies found that 74% were directly caused by the vaccine, and not mere coincidence. Titled, A Systematic Review of Autopsy Findings in Death After COVID-19 Vaccination, the study examined autopsy data from countries around the world of individuals with one to three doses of various COVID vaccines, Pfizer, Moderna, AstraZeneca, all of whom died died on average two weeks after their last dose. Each of these autopsy cases were reported to, quote, include COVID-19 vaccines as a possible cause of death. This new report was written by nine doctors, including Dr. Peter McCullough, and technically the study is a preprint paper awaiting peer review. However, within 24 hours of its release, The Lancet removed the paper, stating, quote, The study's conclusions are not supported by the study methodology. But is that true? Or is The Lancet participating in a cover-up by censoring medical data that supports the conclusion that the COVID vaccine is in fact dangerous and deadly. According to the study itself, the aim of their review is to investigate possible causal links between COVID-19 vaccines and death, using autopsies and post-mortem analysis. Quote, We searched for all published autopsy and necropsy reports relating to COVID-19 vaccination up until May 18th, 2023. 323 autopsy cases from 44 four published papers were reviewed, and three physicians independently scrutinized each of them to determine whether COVID-19 vaccination was the direct cause or contributed significantly to death. They found that a total of 240 deaths of the 223 were due to COVID vaccines, about 74% of the autopsies. The study also found that the cardiovascular system was mostly implicated in the COVID vaccine deaths 
illness, followed by blood and bone marrow issues, and finally the respiratory system. The average time of death after vaccination was 14.3 days, and was most commonly a week after the last vaccination was administered. Despite the heavy weight of these absolute bombshells, the doctors behind the study conservatively interpreted these findings by stating, quote, there is a high likelihood of a causal link between COVID-19 vaccines and death in most cases. Further urgent investigation is required for the purpose of clarifying our findings. Yet, Lancet censored their study. So even though a variety of doctors from around the world cited the COVID vaccine as a cause of death in hundreds of autopsies, and this information has been reviewed, verified, and published by a team of doctors, apparently the conclusion that the vaccine killed those people is not supported. According to Lancet Journal, I guess it's no surprise that one of their biggest research financiers is the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. I'm sure they're Friday, July 14th, the year of our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow this scene. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. This Friday morning, Infowars.com, band.video is where you go to share these links. We've got a lot to talk about today. We'll be taking your calls throughout the show. Pretty major surprise announcements yesterday. We'll get into it. But again, we'll take your calls throughout the second two hours of today's program. And we'll get to all of the video clips, news stories you've come to expect here at InfoWars. Let's just get right down to it. Here it is, your Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Friday, the 14th of July, 2023, from postmillennial.com, breaking, Biden calls up U.S. military reserve units to deploy to active duty in Europe in Operation Atlantic Resolve. Presidential action posted by the White House on Thursday revealed that the president, under his authority as commander-in-chief, is calling up the U.S. military reserve units uh, to deploy to active duty in Europe called Operation Atlantic Resolve. It's the official name of the unofficial operation supporting the war in Ukraine and is in response to Russia's invasion of the Donbass region. Operation Atlantic Resolve has been funded under the European Deterrence Initiative, and it is intended thus far to strengthen NATO, the U.S. military in Eastern Europe, but has not called on Americans to fight to defend Ukraine. Yeah, no, it's definitely not. No, definitely not going to fight to defend Ukraine. Obviously not. Of course they are. Of course, that is exactly what's going to happen. And again, we've been pointing to this for a while now, not just the continued support of Ukraine and the fact that there are American special forces operations in Ukraine going on right now. We already have boots on the ground fighting on behalf of Ukraine against Russia. That's some of the stuff that was revealed from the discord leaks, the uh, military documents leaked by one of the uh, Pentagon contractors. But in addition to that, I've been seeing other signs we've talked about on this show, little th- just little things, little things like opening up oil fields in Alaska for drilling, just something 
totally outside of what the Biden administration normally does. And you think, is this in preparation because they know that we are going to actually need some domestic production once we launch a full-scale war against the rest of the world? But in addition to that, we have 300,000 NATO troops clustering at the border of Russia earlier this week. That was announced. Yeah, we're, we're going to war, folks. They, they really, really, really want us to get into th- World War III. Unless we stand up and stop them, that's exactly what's going to happen. Don't know how many times in the last year and a half we've been looking at what's going on and being uncomfortably reminded of the run-up to World War I or World War II. You look back in history and you go, how did they not know what a catastrophe this would be? Couldn't anybody have foreseen what was going to happen? And, and wouldn't absolutely anything be preferable to the just mass slaughter of World War? Couldn't people have seen that this was going to become a, a meat grinder, that millions upon millions of young men, entire generations would be wiped out in a senseless, worthless conflict that brings the world nothing but misery? Couldn't they have seen that this was going to happen? Of course, now here we are in 2023, seeing it happen, watching it spiral out of control, barrel ceaselessly towards this ultimate conclusion, and nobody's doing anything to stop it. So we can stop it. We can absolutely stop it at any point. This is a choice we're making. And how this all ties in is another thing we'll we'll cover in the show today, but the fact that there's no small there's a part of this that's not too small i mean it's actually a pretty large part that the biden administration biden himself and hunter biden and victoria newland and and anthony blinken like all these people and their nefarious dealings with ukraine like are we going to war to cover up the fact that the bidens took bribes from ukraine Are, are we going to start world war three because Joe Biden needed to make a couple extra million bucks with the Sun Hunter and then cover it up. Because that, again, appears not to be a small part of this calculus. And again, we'll, we'll get to it later in the show. We'll ex- expand on that a little bit. But for coinciding with this, White House looks to prevent oversight of Ukrainian aid. The Joe Biden administration has come out in opposition to Congress creating an inspector general's office to oversee weapons transfers to the Ukrainian government. The National Defense Authorization Act includes a provision that will create an inspector general for the proxy war in Ukraine modeled after the special inspection, uh, special inspector general for Afghan reconstruction, SIGAR, the uh, initialism there, SIGAR John Sopko detailed the rampant American failures during the Afghan war for years. His quarterly reports routinely embarrassed American officials who tried to portray the situation in Afghanistan as approving. Sopko has warned that Inspector General's official for the Ukraine war is needed to be established to prevent a repeat of the situation of American aid, that American aid created in Afghanistan, which saw massive corruption. So, yeah, the Congress, after having spent hundreds of billions of dollars, send weapons to Ukraine, want to make sure those weapons are actually being used for their intended purpose, you know, killing Russians and getting us into World War III. But the White House doesn't want, uh, doesn't want the money to be ca- kept track of. The White House argued that creating an inspector general for Ukraine was unnecessary as the Department of Defense was already monitoring transfers 
which is kind of hilarious because wasn't it like a week ago that the Pentagon suddenly realized there was a $6 billion accounting error? Oh my God, it turns out we have another $6 billion to spend. Clearly, it's not exactly the most tightly run ship. Clearly, there's a little bit of leakage here or there, but the White House is insistent that nobody look into it. Nobody ask questions about where these hundreds of billions of dollars are going. Are they going to fill the coffers of the very same people that bribed the Bidens? Again, it's a tangled web being weaved. From CNN, Secret Service concludes cocaine investigation, no suspect identified. The story broke during the show yesterday, but just to catch us up, the Secret Service has concluded its investigation into the small bag of cocaine found at the White House and has been unable to identify a suspect, according to a statement from the U.S. Secret Service. Hmm, yeah, just I can't figure it out. It's just the most highly surveilled and secure location, maybe on the entire planet, but apparently they can't, ah, can't find out who left the baggie of cocaine. Yeah, it was Hunter Biden, obviously. I mean, I don't, I don't think I'm going out on a limb and saying that. But it could have been any of the other journalists or White House aides. Um, wouldn't be surprised if that entire operation is being fueled by drugs, illicit or otherwise. Just ridiculous. And we can, we can do a little compare and contrast to the way that identifying people at the White House seemed a lot easier when they were trying to scare you about COVID. And they have these graphics where you just see every single person in the Rose Garden, every single, like everybody who's had COVID is highlighted. They can tell you exactly where they were and when. I mean, they can track everybody constantly anywhere near the White House, but somehow they just ah, can't figure out who it is this time. It's just, just a slap in the face. It's just disrespectful, honestly. That's, that's what all of this seems like to me. It's just like these people are just lying to your face, knowing they can get away from it, get away with it. Another uh, big story that broke, totally surprising yesterday, Twitter begins paying Andrew Tate, D.C. Drano for their contributions, yeah, amongst many others, but this is the headline from Washington Post from a uh, seething and furious Taylor, Taylor Lorenz, far-right Twitter influencers first on Musk's monetization scheme. People started getting messages from Twitter saying, uh, you know, because of your influence, we've decided to send you a check for your contributions and advertising. Share of the revenue. The first beneficiaries appear to be high profile far right influencers who tweeted before the announcement how much they've earned as part of the program. Ian Miles Chong, Benny Johnson, and Ashley St. Clair touted their earnings upwards of $10,000 in some cases. Andrew Tate posted he'd been paid $20,000. I didn't get anything. No, no, no money for me. That's all right. Good for them. I think this is great. And, uh, Who's going to want to go to Threads when you can stay on Twitter and earn tens of millions of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars? We have three original, one-of-a-kind toothpaste designed by my father, a dentist, at InfoWarsStore.com that don't have fillers, that are filled with high-quality essential oils and more. We have the turmeric toothpaste, we have the ultimate tooth whitening macrole calcium toothpaste, and we have the amazing activated charcoal toothpaste, again, with a whole bunch of key essential oils that are so good, not just for your teeth and your gums, but your whole mouth, your throat, and more. These are really game-changing toothpaste. They're very, very strong. Most over-the-counter toothpaste have fluoride. Ours don't. And it doesn't have fillers in it. It is just chock-full of incredible things that God gave us through Mother Nature. So, it's now back in stock. It became a bestseller. 
the turmeric toothpaste is available again at InfoWorksStore.com. We're selling out of the tooth whitening toothpaste. We've got some of that left. And we also have some of the amazing activated charcoal toothpaste in stock, but it's running out as well. So all three toothpaste in stock for a limited time, InfoWorksStore.com. You're going to want to pay attention to what I'm about to say in the next 60 seconds. Two new incredible products are now available exclusively at InfoWorksStore.com. They are both clones of national best-selling products from a major pharmaceutical slash supplement maker that are listeners and patriots that are allowing us to private label it at a lower price you'll find in stores. It's Joint Relief Max and Nerve Renew. Both of these have known documented natural compounds to lower pain and to also make your nerves healthier, which is one of the major reasons nerves get irritated and are more inductive to pain. There's major research behind this all. You need to get Joint Relief Max from InfoWars MD and Nerve Renew from InfoWars MD exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com right now. Introducing them both, 25% off. You'll find them exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com and they fund their operation. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. up with our daily dispatch here teacher instructs 10 year old to quote make sure this email is deleted after private communications about students gender identity in olympia washington a teacher in the olympia school district was privately communicating with a 10 year old student about her gender identity and even invited the girl to her house and suggested she set up a private email account and delete messages quote otherwise when your mom looks you will be outed instantly Alicia Perkins, who has put a spotlight on the policies of the Washington School District, obtained thousands of emails and documents as part of a public disclosure request and turned them over to the Undivided podcast. According to host Brandy Cruz, the emails from the summer of fall 2022 between Jennifer Knight, a teacher at Centennial Elementary School, and one of her fifth grade students. In an email to school staff on April 28th, Knight said that the student, a biological girl, would now be using he, him, they, them pronouns. Crew Knight, the teacher wrote referring to the class has a student who's recently changed her name and pronouns in school and this email is to inform you all of that change because you work with this child in some capacity the student quote has opened up to me in these last few months and has just requested this change please understand that this change is his right and is not to be questioned please also know that, this, that we are not going uh, that they are not going by this change at home and we will not be discussing this with the family District policies allow for teachers and staff to conceal gender identity and other related issues from the student's parents, similar to the state policy, which reads, quote, in general, school staff should not share a student's transgender or gender diverse status, legal name or sex assigned at birth with others who could include other students, school staff and non-school staff. Knight sent the student private emails, which included the statements such as you need to get a personal email set up so we will still have a way to communicate. I would take you into my home anytime you need. Again, if you were watching InfoWars yesterday, Alex went off on this for like a good portion of the show and for very good reason. I mean, what is this other than child grooming, pedophilia, all but legal kidnapping? You've got a 10-year-old girl who is being groomed, being seduced by a teacher who 
I mean, you can almost hear it in this email announcing that she will now be going by he, they, them pronouns. It's like a victory. It's like a conversion to this new religion. It's like, yes, we've done it. We've gotten another one. And now she will be amongst us. And this teacher telling this little girl, my home is open to you anytime you need. If your parents find out and get mad that me, an adult, all but stranger as a teacher has been grooming you to be a transgender, maybe put you on puberty blockers. You know, they're going to get mad. So when that happens, just know you have a safe place with me, your real family, your new family. I mean, it's just, again, I I mean, I don't know what, I don't know what else there is to say about this other than like this teacher should be arrested. Anybody involved in this should be arrested literally for their own safety, like for their own sake, because if this continues, and again, I'm shocked, honestly, just like thoroughly shocked that this hasn't resulted in some vigilante justice yet, because this is not a unique story. This is not an isolated event. This is happening across the country. There's entire communities and networks who like dedicate themselves to this grooming children, seducing them away from their parents, trying to convince them to be some sort of sexual deviant. And like, maybe they, maybe it's because like the kids who are more likely to be in a vulnerable position to be seduced are not the kids who have parental involvement, who maybe are kids who have grow up with single mothers, you know, maybe the dad's not around you know, maybe the parents are working two jobs, don't have time to be supervising their children 24 seven. So they have to rely on child care or after school care, some of the sort. So like maybe these people sort of know which kids to pick and they don't, they don't try to get the kids with, you know, parents that would do anything about it. But again, I am just, I'm, I'm absolutely shocked that we have not seen stories where, you know, fathers learn that this is being done to their kid and they don't bother calling the cops and don't bother you know, going to complain to the school board, but rather just take justice into their own hands. Honestly, I'm shocked it hasn't happened yet. I don't think it's good. That I, I don't want it to happen. But I also don't want kids to be seduced by their, by their teachers into a permanent biological change like putting themselves on puberty blockers or castrating themselves or chest binders or any of the other outrageous things they're doing and again not just like not just the fact that they're doing it the fact that they're hiding it they know that it wouldn't be accepted by the parents they know that they have to conceal it actually telling a 10 year old child to set up a personal secret email to communicate with this adult and then delete the emails so the parents don't find out about it. I mean, just put yourself in this parent's position. Like, what if you found out this had been happening? For one thing, you may not have even notice a change. What if you do notice a change going on in your child? And you're like, what's going on here? You're trying to deal with it. You're, tr- you're taking them to therapists or something. The whole time, this is happening behind your back. This is being concealed from you. Maybe you go to the school you go to the teacher and go, you know, is everything okay at school? Because 
she's been acting a little bit. She's a little bit withdrawn. She like she used to be really outgoing and and you know would tell me about her day, but now she just refuses to talk to me about it. I'm just worried something's going on. And the teacher sitting there going, yes, I'm transitioning him. Your child is a him, not a her. And I will protect him from you. And just goes, oh, no, she's she's doing fine. She's doing great. Like the dishonesty, the deception, just lying to parents' faces as they literally seduce your child. Like what would you do as a parent? How would you respond to this? It's kind of hard to say. It's kind of hard to say because my immediate reaction to this type of thing, I'd have to temper it a little bit at least, right? Because like, yeah, a kid being seduced by their teacher, it's not a, a recipe for success, but it also wouldn't be a recipe for success if my child's father was in jail for life because he murdered a teacher in cold blood. So, you know, you'd have to you have to sort of temper the rage a little bit and go, okay, what's, what's best for our kid here? How do I, how do I get justice for this uh, without, you know, doing further, inflicting further damage to my kid? It would be, uh, I don't know. It, all I'm saying, all I'm saying is that until my kids are 18, any adult that tells them, quote, I would take you into my home anytime you need and tells them to keep their communication secret, explicitly to keep it away from me or my wife, uh, that person has, has forfeited their right to existence. They've, they've crossed a line that nobody could or should allow them to cross. So, again, for their own sake, for the sake of the people involved in this, there needs to be some sort of law enforcement correction to what's going on because otherwise things are going to start to get out of control seducing your children out from underneath you time to fight back turbo force is back sold out for eight months and it's turbo force plus we made it even stronger the strongest long-term energy you're going to find anywhere turbo force is back in stock at infowarsstore.com or triple a two five three Three one three nine. It's not just wide spectrum nat- natural herbs that time release over ten hours. Should be called ten hour energy. It has a bunch of vitamins and minerals and a bunch of other key things and amino acids that turbocharge everything and are good for your heart, your brain, your liver, you name it. Uh, it, it, it is the super fuel. Rainforce Plus is great. Rainforce Ultra is great. They're two different nootropics. They go good with this, but this is. The King Kong. This is the boss. Turbo Force, back in stock, discounted. Infowarsstore.com. More power, more strength, more energy. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. Again, nobody has warned you about what was coming more than InfoWars. Please support us as we continue to warn you about what is to come, as we continue to 
try desperately to inspire some modicum of resistance to this now open conspiracy of world domination, which includes just all of the most horrific things you can possibly imagine, such as pedophilia, right, war, just if you had to pick what are the two worst things in the world, those might be the top two, right? Abusing children and the senseless murder of widespread war. And yet it's these two things that seem to be the ultimate goal of so much of what the left does. Truly sickeningly evil. So there's like this spiritual aspect to this. It's like undeniable. Like, why is it that this, like, uh, uh, liberal mindset is just inextricably tied to just the worst sin you can imagine? It's just complete, completely and utterly insane. And it is, it, they all are like intimately tied together. I don't even know how you can elucidate this other than just point out that, they, that these things are inextricably tied. I'll, I'll give you an example. So you've got this woman, this teacher in Olympia, Washington. Her name is uh, Jennifer Knight, K-N-I-G-H-T. She sends an email to, well, she basically grooms this child, right? Takes this kid with apparently some, some mental issues, some problems with their mental health. Convinces this kid that they're trans. And yeah, literally convinces the kid that they're trans because we'll see in just a second. Once the kid was removed from the teacher, they stopped being trans. Big surprise, right? So you got this kid that's maybe, maybe doesn't have the best home life. Maybe they're in a vulnerable, vulnerable position because they don't have great, you know, parental involvement in their life. Maybe they, this is just speculation, but, you know, maybe they do have some mental health issues of some sort, have trouble connecting with other kids. They're 10 or 11. They're probably starting to hit puberty. They're probably going through some changes, maybe having trouble with growing up as literally everybody does. And here comes this teacher to convince them that the solution to all of their problems is become trans. You'll be so cool and hip if you're trans. It'll, it'll, it's the solution to everything. That's the problem, is you were born in the wrong body. Your male soul was put in a female body by, I guess, a, a stupid or mean god. I, like, I, I don't know. Again, the spiritual aspects of this certainly prevalent and important but again starts emailing this little girl tells her i would take you into my home anytime you need it says you need to get a personal email set up so we have a way to communicate says make sure this email is deleted when we're done because otherwise when your mom looks you will be outed instantly saying i kept emailing you but i was worried that your mom interfered before you saw my messages right literally driving this kid away from her parents as you try to seduce her, just mind-boggling that this is going on. And then, the, and then the school defends them. The school actually doubles down on their policy 
of keeping this stuff away from parents. Again, this isn't a one-off. This isn't a single predator targeting a kid, and it's been discovered, and the whole country condemns it. This is the this is the new age. This is the new status quo. The school district is behind the teacher. They reinforce that this is, in fact, the policy of the school. In a May 9th email to the student's mother, the teacher asked for an in-person informal conference because, quote, I'm concerned about her mental health, her self-esteem, and how she feels about herself is low, and I think an in-person meeting and talking together would help Taylor feel supported. I don't have all the answers, but I was hoping we could chat and see if we can brainstorm some ways to support her. Right? Even the, and even in this, the deception that's in there, the fact that behind the scenes, the teacher is calling her a him, but when she talks to the parents, she conceals that. She doesn't say, you know, I think your, your kid has gender dysphoria. Like, even if you honestly believed it was gender dysphoria and were just upfront about it, that would be different than what's going on here. What's going on here is they're concealing the gender dysphoria, so-called, that the teacher invented and implanted into the mind of the kid. Like, I wonder if, I wonder how much, like, just the lack of, people having kids is contributing to this because i don't know if you don't have a kid maybe you don't realize how easy it is to trick children i don't know if you're an adult you don't spend a lot of time around kids maybe you think 10 year olds and 11 year olds that's old enough to be making their own decisions yeah it's not not by a long shot go go volunteer at a at a kid's camp or something Go see how, how well put together the 11 and 10-year-olds are. You could literally convince them of anything. They don't know anything. Kids don't know anything. They're completely innocent of literally everything. The, just the level of, of evil that is necessary for a predator like this to see a 10-year-old kid with mental issues and to lock onto them like a shark locking onto a tuna. I mean, it's just predator, predator, predator. That's all these people are. So in the following month, Knight was discussing how, student, how the student should be concealing the emails from her parents in addition to inviting the minor to stay at her home. Perkins told Cruz that the student's family has moved her out of the district and the child has gone back to identifying as a girl. Knight's employment status with the district is currently unknown. In a statement to Cruz, Susan Gifford, the district's executive director of communications and community relations, reiterated its policy, which allowed for concealing gender identity from parents. Right? So they double down. Well, this is our policy, actually. It is our policy to allow teachers to talk about sex with the children and to hide their activities from the parents. Well, we're progressive. Staff are, they say, staff are expected at all times to maintain appropriate boundaries with students and follow the Washington Code of Professional Conduct. If we believe these expectations are not being met, we will investigate and take appropriate personnel action. But none of what this teacher did is outside of the bounds of what they say they want to do, what the progressive stance is. It's that if your kid says they're transgender, even if they've never said it before and you planted it in their head and they go, oh, yeah, maybe that is what's happening. Like, you have to respect it. And if parents don't respect it, they'll, they'll take your kid away. So in the state, 
to take your child from you and maybe give you, give them to the predator that took them in the first place. So, I mean, none of this is like outside of the bounds of what they find acceptable. The people in the school district would sympathize with the teacher. They'd go, you did what was right. It was really heroic how you saved that child from their bigoted parents who want them to grow up to be normal. The school district is known for its radical activism. And most recently, fourth and fifth grade students at Lincoln Elementary were taught graphic sex ed curriculum by Planned Parenthood, which include depictions of vaginas and penises, as well as intersex private parts, without their parents being informed. Additionally, due to shrinking enrollment, the district planned to cut music classes. It felt promoted white supremacy culture and significant institutional violence. Institutional violence. In 2022, the school district's board also appointed Taluana Reed, a Black Lives Matter radical and Antifa ally, to fill a vacant director position. If maybe, I'm, maybe I'm a white supremacist. Maybe I'm a white supremacist after all. Hey, if music is white supremacist and not raping or, or castrating children is white supremacist, I guess I'm just going to have to embrace that label because apparently that's everything you people stand against. And I'm against you. The globalists aren't just targeting us through the poison shots or the electromagnetic 5G or the GMO crops. They're hitting us with hundreds of chemicals that the EPA has authorized companies and industry to use. One of the top pesticides used is atrazine. The allowable level the government admits that they allow to be in your water supply is enough to sterilize you and basically turn your son into a feminized mutant. Look it up. Don't let them do this to your family. We have the very best gravity-fed filter system out there. Highest rated at half the price of leading competitors. The Alexa Pure, ready to ship to you right now. We have replacement filters for folks who have already gotten it. It does 10,000 gallons before you replace them. It is amazing. It's great for your home, your business. You can put swamp water in it, tap water, whatever, well water. Almost everything's contaminated. This is how you take control of the fluids in your body and counter the globalist onslaught. Get yours today at InfoWarsStore.com. For a limited time, we're running a 10% discount. That is a huge discount to start the lowest price out there. You need this filter. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with the globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalist at point blank range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason you've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. Obviously, we're going to move on to some... No, I, I guess there's just so much to deal with. It's like 
we're, do, we're literally doing everything we can to start World War III. They're calling up 3,000 reserve units to be sent to Eastern Europe to join the 300,000 NATO units that are now being arrayed at the border of Russia to lead up to ultimate conflict with that country for, again, just, just no reason. Just no reason at all, although there may be reasons tied into the corruption at the highest level. As we've known forever, I mean, when you go back to look at our coverage of the first Trump impeachment, we called it out then, and even before then, but certainly at that point, it was obvious what was going on, that Trump was trying to pull the string to unspool the the sweater of Biden corruption. And we've pointed out then, like, Ukraine is a hotbed of corruption. It is a place where the CIA and the Soros initiatives and the Victoria Newlands and Anthony Blinkens of the world have had their, had their fingers in the pie for quite a little while. And so we said then, you know, they, they, they had to stop Trump, right? My take on the impeachment at the time was that this was a defensive maneuver. In other words, the impeachment wasn't an offensive maneuver trying to get Trump out of office. It was a defensive maneuver impeaching Trump in order to stop him from investigating and starting to put the pieces together that would expose a massive mosaic of corruption. So anyway, we'll get into that. We'll get into the Ukraine war and the increasing likelihood of World War III in just a second. But is that more or less important than the fact that even without a war, our country has been conquered and taken over and our children being subjected to sexualized programming by the very people that we hire to teach them math and sing songs with them at elementary school. I don't know. Hard to say. Hard to say. And it seems like the traitors and sociopaths within our own walls need to be dealt with, certainly before we do anything overseas. I do want to tell you to go to InfoWarsStore.com, as we have been right about all of this. We have been pointing out all of this, not because we're special and have some sort of unique insight that's not easily attainable by anybody with an open mind and the ability of observation. It's really all it takes. It's really not that difficult to figure out. When, when my dog is sitting next to her food bowl and jittering excitedly and, and wagging her tail and drooling. I know she's hungry. Like you, you look for signs and you come to a conclusion. Dog can't tell me she's hungry, but I'm, I'm pretty sure she's hungry. When you've got a bunch of creepy sexual degenerates with no children trying to seduce your child into changing their sexuality, they're pedophiles. Like you can see where this is going. You can look at the signs. You can look at the evidence. Look at the pattern that's emerging. You can play it out in your own head and see where it ends up. It's really not that complicated. It's not some sort of speculation. It's just observation. So all this should be obvious. We apparently are the only ones willing to express what is obviously going on, and, and we have been for years. Finally, I mean, it's becoming so apparent at this point that some of the more traditional, seemingly alternative, but still very much inside the bounds of the Overton window, like those types of right-wing organizations are starting to have this 
same type of sort of extreme rhetoric that InfoWars has been making a center of its brand for the last several decades. So it's good to see people finally come around to it. But we're sort of running out of time here as a civilization. So we'll continue our mission. Please do support us by going to InfoWarsStore.com, InfoWarsStore.com. The Patriot Pride Month is on now. Double Patriot points plus up to 60% off some of our top-selling products, including water filters and air filters, 10% off. Really incredible products and, of course, necessary to keep this operation afloat. So, again, we just covered this school district in Washington teacher coordinating with and trying to seduce and even the stuff where it's like i kept emailing you but i was worried your mom interfered before you saw my messages it's not even that there's like a back and forth it's like this needy 30 whatever year old woman repeatedly emailing a 10 year old kid did you get my last email did you think about that what have you thought about that your mom didn't hear us did you did she you can always come over to my house are you there? Are you getting my emails? Your mom didn't find them, did she? Like, just like, I kept emailing you, but you didn't respond. It's like, you're, you're, this is a 10-year-old child you're talking to? Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. But again, it's not a one-off. It would be one thing if we lived in a society where when this type of thing happens, it was a national news story, and everybody condemned it, and everybody realized what a horrifically wrong thing to have happened this is. But we don't live in that world. We live in a world where... The entire establishment, government, corporate, sick world is going along with this. Let's go now to video number three. This is Gavin Newsom. He keeps it a little bit vague as he talks about this. He tries to convince everybody he's a human in the very beginning. I'm a human being with four children. Great. But I'll explain exactly what's going on on the other side. Uh, here is uh, Gavin Newsom standing up for parents in California. Everybody, it's uh, Gavin Newsom, father of four with two young elementary school kids. And I want to talk to the parents of the Temecula School District. Uh, we've been paying close attention, as I know you have, particularly with school uh, coming up on August 14th. Um, you're worried, I'm worried, we're all worried uh, about access uh, to information, access to Uh, the latest social studies books that are being made available quite literally to hundreds of thousands of kids all throughout the state of California, but are being denied to the kids in the Temecula district. Uh, That social studies book is being censored by the local school board. Um, I know that's created a lot of anxiety. The last thing we need is more anxiety and more stacking of stress. So I want you to know that we're moving forward. The state is moving forward and purchasing and procuring those social studies books. Your kids have the freedom to learn and you have the freedom to access those books, the same books that hundreds of thousands of other kids throughout the state are accessing. So rest assured, we'll be sending those books down in very short order. And let's do our best, all of us, to soften the edges uh, of these debates and to make sure that we provide accurate information and the freedom for our kids to learn. That, after all, is the California way. Uh, access to information, freedom to learn. They don't want to ban books, and they're going to utilize all the power of the government to make sure that kids have access to information. They just care so much. You might be kind of confused at the end of this. Like, what the hell is he talking about? What book? What book is being denied kids? Why are 
why is California so insistent the kids read this book? Yeah, he left it a little bit vague because he kind of has to, because it wouldn't have sounded exactly the same if he said something like, you know, uh, the school board decided not to purchase a social studies book that lionizes a pedophile, Harvey Milk, and that anti-pedophilia groups protested this and decided not to purchase the book for their school district. School board made a decision not to incorporate the radical LGBT agenda into their curriculum so we as the state of California will overrule them and make sure that your child is introduced to the gay propaganda lionizing and celebrating as a hero a man who is a was a pedophile that way it wouldn't have maybe had the same ring to it right you better stick to those vagaries like freedom to learn access to information no it's about a book that featured harvey milk who was pretty open like it's not even it's not even debated at this point when he was 30 something years old he was in a relationship with a 16-year-old. The dude was, he was a minor. <laughs> like, the kid was a minor, and Harvey Milk was in a relationship with him. So they didn't want that type of person being celebrated and lionized by the school board. Or by the school, by the kids. From Anthony Cabasa, uh, Gavin Newsom tells... Temecula school parents that he's aware the school board has banned a social studies book by controversial author Harvey Milk due to his relationship with the minor, says California State will purchase the books to send to students directly and will fine the school board for incompetence. So they simply make a decision about what they want to teach their kids, since that's against the orthodoxy of the new gayocracy, new transocracy, ruled by freaks. Not only are they going to send your kids directly the gay propaganda, they're going to fine you for trying to resist. Infowarsstore.com is like a grocery store or like a vitamin shop. We want to have all the best brands for you. We want to have a bunch of different choices for you. So I get constant questions online and in person. Hey, what's better? Knockout. What's better? Down and out. What's better? Why do you sell two or three different sleep aids? And the answer is... Different herbal formulas, different compounds are better for different people. So one person might like this coffee, another person likes that coffee. That's how our bodies work. They're all very diverse. But we've been able to private label a national bestseller that's been sold for many years that people love and sell it for a lower price under the name InfoWars MD Good Night Sleep. This is a great formula full of amazing safe compounds, give you deeper, cleaner, restful sleep, and it's in stock available right now of 25% off out of the gates. So get your InfoWars MD good night's sleep today at InfoWarsStore.com. Listening to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Right, welcome back, folks. We get a lot to talk about. We're going to open up the phone lines for your calls in this second hour and into the third hour of today's program. This is the American Journal coming to you live on this Friday morning. Just looking at the just looking at the priorities of some of our elected officials. 
and how this plays out sort of over and over, maybe in slightly different variations, but always on the same theme, always following generally the same playbook. And it's that you have radical leftists who have an ideological hatred of anything normal or decent or good or righteous or or just anything that keeps society running and and functioning normally and and gives people a sense of purpose and and belonging and understanding of the world around. They want to tear all of that down. And so they write books that – are made for children that confuse and alienate them from their actual culture. They write these books, they print these books, they either, they either you know, take the normal textbooks and inject this stuff into it, right? They'll teach about a historical event, but it'll be from a, a certain perspective, with a clear ideological purpose behind it. And they'll inject that into a normal social studies book or math book or any other textbook, or they write explicit books where it's just like cartoon, hardcore pornography, showing gay sex, telling kids how to meet up with adult men on the internet, telling them it's a good thing that they need to hide it from their parents, like just instructing them in the most devious and and reprehensible behavior the world has ever seen. And they, they just get it in. They, they get it into the classroom. They set up little little library, selected books, how to be gay. You know, They get it in. And the, the parents usually have no idea at first. They don't realize this is happening. They only realize that it's happened when the kid brings the book home from school or starts acting weirdly and the parents start investigating and realize what's going on. But they, they you know, get it in under the line squeeze it in there and then once the parents realize what's happening and push back then the parents are castigated as nazis book burners you're trying to stop children from learning because you just hate learning for no good reason you just hate your own children and want to keep them from learning about the world around them you evil nazi it happens over and over and over again whether it's race or sex or just whatever leftist extremist ideology that they're implanting in kids' heads these days. This is how it always happens. So this is what's happened again. It's a school book. Harvey Milk is talked about, discussed, and treated as a hero, celebrated. And the parents in the school district don't want their kids being taught that. What happens? Old the governor of the state, Gavin Newsom, right? The the political powers come sweeping in to not just enforce the teaching of this, but actually punish the people for resisting it. They're actually now fining the school board for not going along with the transgender gay indoctrination. Truly and utterly insane. CNN has the story about it. uh, Parents in the southern city of Temecula are pushing back against the local school board's recent decision to reject a social studies curriculum that includes gay rights after some board members claimed there was not enough parental involvement in the process and made comments attacking gay rights activist and politician Harvey Milk. 
spokesperson said, I find the inclusion of sexually based topics and the glorification of a known pedophile who happened to be an advocate for gay rights to 10-year-olds morally reprehensible and inappropriate, board member Danny Gonzalez said. Talking about Harvey Milk, he'll now be fined and punished by the... You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Welcome back, folks. We are going to go ahead and give up the phone number now. Give out the phone number. If you want to call in, the number to dial is 1-877-789-2539. Taking your calls throughout the rest of the show today. And just to finish up with this before we move on to other and possibly more important notions, events going on around the world, just finish up here with this because this is, again, it's about like what, what is the government prioritizing? What do they see their role as in this society? Is the government there to dictate what we teach our kids and to punish us if we want to teach them something different? Is the freedom of religion in this country just doesn't come into effect when it comes to sexuality? Just doesn't make any sense. This is happening, again, not just in America, but Canada and, and other places as well, where like the official stance is like, yes, we have freedom of religion and freedom of belief, but you must be inclusive. You must support pride. You do not have a right to opt out of the gay propaganda and you're not welcome here if you resist us it's totally insane totally and completely ridiculous and again the way this is phrased and the way it's always phrased is this is book burning this is censorship uh, that the the corporations and the textbook publishers and the governmental powers that are all conspiring to force gay propaganda on your kids uh, are somehow the beleaguered underdogs who are standing up against the big bad Christians who are trying to let kids grow up in a world of innocence. And that's how they always phrase it. And, and you see so much, so much like virtue signaling about this. Where it's like, hmm, just reading another banned book today. Like Gavin Newsom's put out tweets like that where he's reading like To Kill a Mockingbird. And he's like, read a banned book today. Don't let anybody stop you from learning things. It's like, okay, you people are the ones who are actually banning books. The only books that are actually banned these days are books that offend the leftists. And sometimes they're banned, sometimes they're rewritten. Because the suppression... The actual suppression of information isn't coming from parents just rejecting books for their kids or school districts choosing a non-political textbook over a political textbook. Like that's not burning or banning books. Those books are still available. Anybody can go get them. If you're a parent and you want to teach your kid to be gay, you know, it is child abuse. But go ahead. You, you know, you, you can teach your kid whatever. Like nobody's stopping anybody from doing this. They just – People are trying to resist the forcible indoctrination of this stuff. But then there's things like Dr. Seuss that are actually banned. They're banning Dr. Seuss from the left. 
insane, but true. They're rewriting Roald Dahl books to be more inclusive. Like, and this is the publishing companies doing this. This is the distribution companies refusing to carry books that oppose their stance. Huckleberry Finn or Tom Sawyer being outright banned because the language that they use. Children have a right to learn. They have a right to access information, but not if it offends our modern sensitivities. And again, you got to just look at what people in power like Gavin Newsom are choosing to focus their ire on and what they consider to be suppression of information or book burning or something like that. Which is so interesting because then you have stories like this. This is these are the books that are really censored from the JC.com, the Jewish Chronicle. Amazon removes, quote, racist book, which claims Jews conspired against the Catholic Church. Four different versions of the book are being offered for sale on the website. Amazon has been urged to remove a contra- controversial book, which claims Jews conspired against the Catholic Church. The book from 1962 was written by a group of Mexican priests under the pseudonym Maurice Pinay and is filled with anti-Semitic rhetoric. Or the truth. I mean, it's, but it's sort of six of one, half a dozen of the other. Sort of tomato, tomato situation. Four versions of the book are being offered for sale on the website, with two being sold by Amazon directly. The book claims to have, quote, a magnificent and imposing compilation of documents and sources of undeniable importance, which prove a great conspiracy against the Catholic Church. In the item description of the book, the authors say Judaism is an enemy of the Catholic Church. They also write that Jews, Masons, and Communists are using the Catholic Church to further the aims of atheistic communism. Okay. Where's the lie? I mean, I don't... Where's the, where's the lie, though? I mean, okay. In addition, they say Catholic clergymen are, quote, betraying the Holy Church and, quote, assist Communists, Masons, and Jews in their subversive activities. There's the Church, the plot against the Church. Speaking on Tuesday... The campaign against anti-Semitism urged Amazon to remove the product from sale immediately. Spokesperson said selling a product whose sales pitch includes references to the subversive activity of Jews is repugnant and has no place on Amazon. Okay, but what if there are Jews being subversive? Is this somehow anti You're somehow claiming that every Jew is, is participating in this? I mean, how many books are written on like a monthly basis today? that makes the most outrageous claims about white people or Christianity. Totally unfounded. Just totally ridiculous. Actually having tangible negative impacts on just the fabric of our culture around us. But like, then what if I were to write a book talking about how a bunch of Jews were working to ban books that were critical of them? I mean, is that not what we're reading? Is that not what's happening right now? You've got campaign against anti-Semitism. You've got Jewish groups demanding that Amazon remove a book that is critical of, of their religion or the Jewish people. But if I were to write a book saying that Jews conspired to remove books that are critical of them, would my book then get removed? For spreading anti-Semitic conspiracy theories, even though that's what's actually happening right here in this article, being celebrated by the Jewish Chronicle. Can you tell the truth about what's going on? 
And where's Gavin Newsom? Is Gavin Newsom going to make a video going, we have a right to information. We have a right to freedom of thought. We condemn the campaign against anti-Semitism for trying to deny our children access to this information. Obviously not. Obviously he's not going to do that. Because some book burning is good in their eyes. Some censorship is reasonable and good and beneficial. But if you want to stop kids from learning about gay pedophiles and treating them as heroes, then, there's, then it's a big issue. Then not only will they force the book on your child, they will punish the school district for even attempting to resist. Really, like this type of book is like the only book that's actually banned these days. Again, it's from 1962. It's from 60 years ago or more. It's like a historical artifact. You can disagree with it or not disagree with it. You can look at the information and determine for yourself whether it's significant or or valuable or not. Nobody's forcing this book on kids. Nobody's trying to get this book into elementary schools, teach kids about the subversive nature of Jews. They're just putting it up for sale. Hey, look, here's a book written by Catholic priest in an attempt to defend their faith against subversive influences of all shades and types, communists, masons, Jews. That's apparently extremely highly offensive. It must be deleted, and this is not uh, some sort of uh, Nazification. This isn't book burning. Uh, This is good and, and beneficial and positive censorship, apparently. Amazon spokesperson says, we're always listening to feedback and take these concerns very seriously. The title title flagged is being removed from sale. Yeah. You can write about anything. You can read about anything. You can buy books about anything. You can teach little kids about absolutely anything. Gay, sex, transgenderism. You never, ever talk about the Jews acting as a collective. Never. Hydrofluorosilicic acid is the third most deadly acid on earth. And they've got our children drinking that. This is a psychotic death cult, period, case closed, out to get you and your family. We sell the Alexa Pure Breeze, made by the My Patriot Supply Ready Hour group. It's been around about 15 years, became the biggest company in the last six. They went out, hired engineers, reverse engineered the fancy best water filter system out there that sells for twice the price. And they made it as good in all the studies. It reduces things to non-detectable levels, thousands of chemicals. But you can go pay two or three times. There's four or five other filters out there that are just as good. We sell the very best, highest-grade water filtration system for half the price of leading competitor. And the media says we're bad and a cult for telling you you should filter your water. You should also filter your shower water. That's another way you absorb this crap. But but I'm done talking about that. The point is you get the filters at InfoWarsStore.com. They're discounted right now. Finally back in stock. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. Why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and and all the things we try to bring into our bodies... 
to, to, to change who we are. They're only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements. Our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. This is the American Journal, Infowars.com, band.video. We'll go out to your calls this segment. We're talking about, move on now, we'll talk about the war in Ukraine, the latest NATO summit, and some troubling signals seem to hint that we are moving full steam ahead towards direct and open conflict with nuclear-armed Russia. 300,000 NATO soldiers now being deployed along the Russian border while the White House has just called up American military reserve units to deploy to active duty in Europe in Operation Atlantic Resolve. Presidential action posted by the White House on Thursday revealed that the president is calling up U.S. military reserve units to deploy to active duty in Europe in what's been called Operation Atlantic Resolve. They're deploying 3,000 total members at any one time, of whom no more than 450 may be members of the individual ready reserve as they deem necessary and to terminate the service of those units and members ordered to active duty. President Biden is readying military forces to deploy to Europe. He made a promise to the American people in March 20. 22, that U.S. troops would not be sent to fight in Ukraine on behalf of that nation's border or in service of waging war against Russia. Of course, there have been and continue to be American soldiers on the ground in Russia, I mean in Ukraine, fighting Russia. This has been revealed by the Discord leaks, exposing that actually a number of Americans have died in Ukraine. We also have heard from Officials on the American NATO side saying, well, we deploy NATO soldiers, but you put them in a Ukrainian uniform. Now it's a Ukrainian soldier. See how that works? It's called a false flag. We love doing them. Sending cluster bombs. Obviously, just what is a open war crime. The White House is also trying to prevent oversight of Ukrainian aid. The NDAA includes a provision that will create an inspector general for the proxy war in Ukraine modeled after the special inspector general for Afghans reconstruction. Just making sure the money is going where it's supposed to be going. Of course, we've heard stories throughout the last year of weapons showing up elsewhere in Africa, weapons that were sent to Ukraine showing up in Africa, of some of the Ukrainian officials responsible for the distribution of these weapons, buying themselves new million-dollar homes on the Black Sea, multi-multi-million-dollar homes, I should say, yachts and all sorts of other stuff, seemingly getting very rich while their country is being destroyed in war. And just like the 
COVID relief funds, right? We're, we're just, we're still just now learning about the scams that took place three plus years ago when the COVID relief funds were robbed to the tune of a hundred billion dollars. But the White House doesn't think that the American people or their representatives in Congress have a right to actually just make sure that the money we're spending and the weapons we're sending are actually going to what they're intended to go to. Not that it's even a good thing that they're going there, but it's at least better that they go to the people that they're intended to go to rather than be resold to some terrorist group in uh, Africa for the benefit of a Ukrainian oligarch. Half of Politico letter foreign policy experts calling for more arms to Ukraine have ties to arms industry. This is a report from Infowars.com. An open letter signed by 46 foreign policy experts calling for more arms shipments to Ukraine that was published in Politico failed to mention ties of nearly half of the signatories to the defense industry. Allegedly glossing over conflicts of interest, the Washington-based Quincy Institute for Responsible Statecraft claimed. So on June 5th, Politico published an open letter entitled, Ukraine Needs a Roadmap to NATO Membership ASAP, calling for Western leaders at the NATO summit in Vilnius, Lithuania this week to commit to supplying Ukraine with weapons, fighter jets, and tanks in sufficient qualities to prevail on the battlefield. The letter argued that the Washington leaders helped facilitate a comprehensive transition of the weapon system being used to wage war against Russia, make sure it's up to NATO standards. Basically, this letter calling for just more weapons, more coordination, more war. And they forget to mention that half of the people who signed the letter have ties to the arms industry. Yeah, the executive from Nabisco is telling you you need to eat more cookies. Like, yeah, obviously, yeah, these are people who make who profit by death and destruction. They profit by war. They profit by conflict. They're doing everything they can to increase those things. From Infowars, Biden authorizes military to call reservists to active duty to support Ukraine war. And here's the actual order from WhiteHouse.gov, ordering the select reserve and certain members of the individual ready reserve of the armed forces to active duty. If there's anybody in our audience that is one of these people, I really want you to call in. I really want you to call in if you are a reserve unit and have been called up for Operation Atlantic Resolve. How do you feel about being sent to Europe to fight this pointless, horrifying war? What do you think about being the first in what could very well be millions of American young men and women being sent overseas to fight for basically the Bidens and a bunch of Ukrainian oligarchs. How do you feel about that? I wonder. I know how I'd feel about it. And finally, we have this story from the Japan Times. Zelensky gets less than he wanted from NATO, but takes home real gains. The Ukrainian president's performance at NATO summit this week was vintage Volodymyr Zelensky. Go in hard, push allies beyond their comfort zone, and go home with less than you said you wanted, but more than seemed likely only a few months ago. Zelensky left Western leaders in Vilnius, with little choice but to publicly snub his demand to set a clear path for Ukraine to join the U.S. military-led alliance, U.S.-led military alliance, but the summit's assurances of unwavering support, new pledges of military aid, and a framework for security guarantees against Russia showed how far Ukraine has already moved towards the Euro-Atlantic camp during the war. So again, he didn't get everything he wanted, but he did get 300 NATO soldiers deployed. He got promises for new weapons of dubious legality and all sorts of other commitments that will contribute to this 
endless cycle of senseless murder. Again, we'll, we'll go out to your calls, but the first call I want to go to is, uh, is Simon. He's been keeping a track of all of this, the whole NATO uh, event. Uh, we only have about a minute left, so if you're okay with it, Simon, we'll wait till the next segment. We'll uh, hear what's been going on from you a little bit longer than this one minute. But again, let me just tell you, InfoWars has been on the same like we've had the same stance since I was in middle school, basically, right? The reason I first started listening to InfoWars is because I hated the Iraq war, and it seemed like there was only one outlet in America that was pointing out the hypocrisies, the lies, the deception, the destruction of that totally pointless and now largely recognized as absolutely ill-advised adventurism in the Middle East. It's not that hard. It's not that hard to figure out like w- what side InfoWars is going to be on. It's the side of peace. It's the side of innocence. It's the side of justice. It's the side of reality. And I really hope you can support us in this mission that we've been on for the last 20 plus years by going to InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWarsStore.com. It's the only way we get support. The globalists aren't just targeting us through the poison shots or the electromagnetic 5G or the GMO crops. They're hitting us with hundreds of chemicals that the EPA has authorized companies and industry to use. One of the top pesticides used is atrazine. The allowable level the government admits that they allow to be in your water supply is enough to sterilize you and basically turn your son into a feminized mutant. Look it up. Don't let them do this to your family. We have the very best gravity-fed filter system out there. Highest rated at half the price of leading competitors. The Alexa Pure, ready to ship to you right now. We have replacement filters for folks who have already gotten it. It does 10,000 gallons before you replace them. It is amazing. It's great for your home, your business. You can put swamp water in it, tap water, whatever, well water. Almost everything's contaminated. This is how you take control of the fluids in your body and counter the globalist onslaught. Get yours today at InfoWarsTore.com. For a limited time, we're running a 10% discount. That is a huge discount to start the lowest price out there you need this filter infowars.com is tomorrow's news today putting the power of conversation into the caller's hands you're tuned in to the american journal with your host harrison smith all right folks welcome back simon in florida calling in about what what the outcome has been of NATO. Simon, thanks so much for calling in. Obviously, I agree with the headline that we just read saying that Zelensky still got a lot, but didn't get quite everything he was hoping for because, again, it's a defensive alliance. You can't join a defensive alliance once you're already in a war. That should be obvious to anybody, but they're trying to do it anyway. Uh, thanks for calling in. What is your reading, and uh, have you been paying close attention to what's been going on in Lithuania this week? Uh, yes. It's important to realize that that hasn't been the only game in town. There's been a lot of other stuff going on, both with the Iranians and also in Indonesia with the ASEAN conference, which is just wrapping up as we speak. But in terms of the NATO meeting in Vilnius, it's um, important for folks to understand that there are actually essentially two outcomes from the NATO side of things, and then a Russian response. So we have this massive 
90 paragraphs, some of which were a page long, um, NATO communique, which was essentially negotiated in advance um, and gave uh, Zelensky in Ukraine uh, some of what they wanted. And he reacted very strongly to that. And they literally had to send diplomats to him to intervene and say, don't go off the deep end, otherwise you're going to completely you know, destroy your carefully crafted uh, warrior hero uh, public image in Western Europe that we've carefully cultivated. So he was much better behaved the next day. And in return, and this is what the article from the Japan Times that you were um, uh, alluding to, he actually got a very large promise, but not from all 31 members of NATO, but from the seven members of the G7. Mm. So they put out a declaration, which in many regards could actually be seen as a framework convention for the individual countries to uh, fill in bilateral uh, security guarantees to Ukraine so that um, uh, America, Germany, France, Italy, Britain, uh, Japan, and um, I've missed one. But anyway, you get the idea so that um, even though it's not a collective promise from NATO, some of those are the major um, components of NATO, and they're all making promises to him. Now, the, the, the somewhat shocking thing is the Japanese obviously are involved in that. They've now become a partner nation with NATO to this thing called the ITPP, which is the Individually Tailored Partnership Program. That also has been extended to Australia, New Zealand, and South Korea. And this is part of the mission creep of NATO, very much extending its activities now into the Indo-Pacific, which has obviously got the Chinese hopping mad, and they're reacting very, very strongly to that. So it's important for people to understand that it's not just the NATO track, but it's also the G7 track, which is not, as usually the case, talking about uh, economics. It's, they're talking about military stuff. It's so, it's so interesting, Simon, how the uh, North Atlantic Treaty Organization is suddenly getting involved in the South Pacific. I mean, you know, talk about mission creep. It's it creeped on the other side of the world. So, uh, I mean, what do you, what's your takeaway and what's Russia's takeaway from this? Because obviously they got the 300,000 NATO uh, troops on the border. They got Sweden closer than ever to joining NATO, more mission creep. And then you've got Biden and his White House releasing this or basically summoning up 3,000 reservists to be sent to uh, Europe in Operation Atlantic Security or whatever it's called. I mean, what's how close are we to outright conflict? Do you think and does Russia think? Well, uh, I'll deal with that directly. And I actually, um, you you know, your diehard fans, um, Ben and Hodges, um, who are in uh, Nebraska. And they have that rumble show called uh, Road to Liberty. Uh, they reached out to me, and we did um, a whole hour last night uh, talking about the Russian response. And obviously, we don't have anything like that kind of time, but I'll just give you a rough idea. So you're familiar, I'm sure, with their uh, a spokeswoman for the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, Maria Zakharova, who, unlike many of 
our American government um, representative actually has a PhD in history. Mm. They put out a, a, a response that if you could imagine um, Rodney Dangerfield from Caddyshack doing a stand-up comedy routine with a punchline after punchline after punchline, or maybe Chevy Chase roasting Ronald Reagan. This is how it reads, right? Okay. It's got things like um, the collective West refuses to accept the rise of the multipolar world and intends to use every instrument at its disposal, including military methods to defend its hegemony. Another one, it says, the alliance is unable to adapt to the new geopolitical reality and real security requirements while magnifying the alleged threat in the East, the United States, and its vassals intend to use NATO as the main instrument of their global hegemony and the containment of the centers of the developing multipolar world. And it goes on and on and on like that with, you know, those two are slightly similar, but um, real repost after report. Now, you've got to bear in mind that this is playing very, very well in the rest of the world other than NATO. And if you look at how the Russian foreign minister was received at the Asian conference yesterday and today in Jakarta, in Indonesia, he literally was being um, blocked by crowds like a rock star. I mean, you know, he's a 70-year-old rather erudite, snappily-dressed foreign minister, um, much like um, our famous um, secretaries of state, um, Baker and um, Schultz. You remember that they were really highly regarded in the world of diplomacy, and the same really applies to Sergei Lavrov and his um, very skilled spokeswoman, Maria. But so, so going on, it, it, going it, on I mean, it sounds like first, Russia... It sounds like Russia is sort of giddy about what has uh, happened at, at NATO. They're sort of happy to see the cracks in the facade and are, are sort of uh, reinvigorated by seeing NATO sort of stumbling its way uh, through this conflict. Well, it, the, the, the line, as we often discuss, and, and you've obviously realized this for many months, uh, both in relation to uh, Russia's choices and also the forces aligning against China, the lines are being drawn very, very starkly. In the NATO communique, they twice demanded the unconditional withdrawal of Russian forces from the entirety of Ukraine, whose borders and territorial sovereignty uh, NATO is very keen to uphold. So they obviously don't seem to care very much about the U.S. southern border. And in their declaration they um, insisted that that area would include Crimea. Now, the real problem there is, and some people have made a distinction where they're asking for withdrawal, not for surrender, but given that Russia regards um, Crimea as being an integral part of it, as it was for a couple of hundred years before Khrushchev, while drunk, um, decided to transfer it from uh, Russia to Ukraine in the 1950s, this is still um, leading to uh, men and women, in some cases, being thrown into this meat grinder. And so we see um, now it looks like the Ukrainians are going to mobilize an additional 200,000 new conscripts. Uh-huh. At the same time as we see America, who are going to be calling up uh, a combination of 
3,000 reservists combined with these 450 individual ready reserves. But I yep. fear that's the thin end of the wedge. Oh we're, ju- oh, we're just getting started, Simon. Thank you so much uh, for your very valuable insight. I've just tweeted out the link to uh, the video with Roads to Liberty and Simon. So if you want a full breakdown, go to my Twitter, Harrison H. Smith, and I've uh, linked it there. I'm a humble person, and I want to say that I'm just a man, but I'm not just a man. Just like you, no matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. That's why the system hates you and fears you, and that's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me, not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because you're a bad person, because you're a good person, because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. That's why I want you to always remember that I appreciate you and I thank you because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. The globalists are only humans. Yeah, they have control of the central banks. They have a lot of power, but they can be defeated. But some of their operations are going to take decades to stop. But one thing you can do right now is take control of your body and your family's body by purifying the water that you drink and that you cook with. And you do it with the highest quality gravity-fed filter out there. This thing does 10,000 gallons. You can sit there and put hundreds of gallons through it a day. It purifies very quickly, and it cuts out thousands of chemicals to non-detectable levels. This is what I use, which my family uses. It's the very best system out there for the lowest price. For a limited time, 10% off on top of that exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com on the Alexa Pure water filtration system. In stock and replacement filters for folks that need those in stock. Get it today, and it funds the InfoWar. Don't procrastinate. This is one of the main areas we can take control of our lives and stop the globalists from hitting us with poison that they allow in the water supply. In some cases, they add the water supply like fluoride. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Wars. It's Friday, 14th of July, 9.47 a.m. Central Standard Time, and I regret to inform you, I regret to inform you, he's still doing it. He's still doing it. He's still being the creepiest old man to ever walk the earth, let alone occupy the Oval Office. Here's some uh, breaking video. Posted just a minute ago, Joe Biden just molesting another child. Let's watch. His trip overseas, just yeah, leaving there he is. Finland a short time ago on his way back from there the he United is playfully States nibbling a stranger. On the world stage. A, ch- a terrified child squirming, trying to get away from him. Finland a short time ago on his way back from the United States. More just what? Just what? Oh, my God. It's, it's literally every day with this guy. It is literally every single day with this dude. You know, he fell down the stairs again yesterday. We didn't even show the video. It's like not even, it's like we don't even have enough time of the day to cover all of Biden's either just 
physical infirmities or just general creepiness. So there he is, again, just creepy stranger trying to nibble a child who clearly is not comfortable and is not okay with this strange man getting this close to her. Even the mom is kind of like, like, look, at the, the baby's literally just like trying to get out of the mom's hands. Just like, drop me on the ground. Just drop me on my head. Just whatever you have to do to get me away from this clear predator. Just her, her unformed, uh, uh, you know, instinctual mind. Just like, run, run, run away. Run away now. Run. Leader of our country, folks. Top man overseas representing us. Creeping on children left and right, literally every day, literally multiple times a day with this guy. Again, it's like maybe if it's his grandkid and the kid's laughing, and it's like, but the, okay, all right, we, let's just uh, we'll just stop talking about it. We'll stop looking at it. Ugh. Let's go back out to your phone calls now. We'll continue to talk about Operation Atlantic Resolve. Let's go to Tim in California, line number eight. Thank you for calling in. Tim, you're on the air. I just couldn't help but think that uh, there really had to be this enormous cost for removing 2,500 troops out of Afghanistan in time for the 20th anniversary so that you could have a photo op. And he sure enough got his photo op. It was him looking at his watch with the 13 coffins going by. That's right. Yeah, I'm sorry. But even just if if there were nobody harmed or killed, just giving up Bagram Air Force Base wasn't worth bringing 2,500 troops home. But if we're going to send you know, 3,000 out to just another deal, that just definitely proves it definitely was not worth leaving. We should have left the 2,500 there. We should at have, least we, we should have at least sure destroyed the billions of dollars of weaponry before we left it behind. Well, you know, uh, I've actually yeah, heard, I thought about it. I've heard in my personal life, you know, people that were in Afghanistan say they were specifically instructed not to destroy the weapons that they left behind. In other words, the typical way that you leave a country like that is if you have to leave material behind, you spike it so the enemy can't, you know, use it to their own ends. Uh, they were going to do that, but they were specifically told not to do that they left it to the taliban on purpose apparently maybe setting the stage for another a little follow-up to afghanistan later on down the road but yeah just a a nice reminder that we 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 barely make it out of one conflict before they rush us into the next final thoughts tim yeah we we owned the night until we left you know whatever it was thousands of night goggles there which have now been sold off to how many ever countries for how much ever money and now we don't own the night anymore etc yeah. Yep. Also, you you, you you talked about your hundred billion dollars of uh, co relief fraud. It was actually two hundred billion. Seventeen percent of the one point two trillion distributed by the SBA was wasted in fraud, according to the SBA report on six twenty seven by Inspector General Hannibal Mike Ware. Thank you for that, Tim. Thank you for that correction. I'm sorry. It was twice as much as I. Yeah, that's it my point. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah, all these numbers get mixed up in my head. Tad. It's, it's hard to hard to keep them all in order. Sorry, two hundred billion dollars worth of fraud from the COVID relief fraudsters potentially sold over two hundred billion dollars in COVID relief aid. Watchdog says that from the mainstream media. Thank you so much for that call, Tim. And uh, what a world! What a world! Let's go now to I want to go to Angus in Pittsburgh. 
I think Angus may have may have gotten the wrong message when I was talking about it earlier, but thanks for calling in. Angus, you are on the air. Yeah, um, I mean, no, I didn't get the wrong message. I will. If you'll give me a moment, I'll speak on it. I, I realize you have to squeeze in a lot of callers. When in the Bible, when in the Bible did we change the wording from Hebrew to Jew? I don't know. Okay, do you remember Francis Bacon who said, what is a Lou? L-E-W? I don't know that. Okay, it says, Prickus, do we not bleed? Tickleus, do we not laugh? Wrong us, shall we not revenge? So we changed the name, the wording in the Bible from Hebrew to Jew. And the very first time you see the word Jew in the Bible, in the Bible is Second Kings sixteen six. It's not even mentioned. And when it's mentioned, they're actually fighting against the people of Israel. Second Kings sixteen six. Now to get to your other question, they're using mercenaries, okay, in Russia. Vladimir Putin, the Prime Minister, excuse me, the President of Russia is waiting for us to have our border crisis. He's waiting for us to go bankrupt. And then they're going to invade on the West Coast with both China and possibly Saudi Arabia. That's what I think will happen. Yeah. And as far as Simon, okay, as far as Simon, this guy, they use names for little boys and girls to play games with, like Simon Says and Simon Says. Do you live in China? Do you live in China? Do you live in Russia? You know, just because somebody has an English accent doesn't mean that they're intelligent. Uh, Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm going to stop you right there, Angus. Uh, If you think we're we're fooled by Simon's accent, you are uh, sorely mistaken. I don't know if we've ever had a caller as dedicated to staying on top of this stuff as Simon is. If anybody else, if, if you want to call in, Angus, and give us great information about ongoing world events that aren't being covered by anybody else, you're more than welcome to provide your interpretation. Simon is the only one who apparently does it, uh, so we rely on him, and generally, I agree with uh, his interpretation of just about everything. He's clearly extremely smart dude, but more important than being smart, he's extremely informed and dedicated to staying on top of uh, world developments. So, he, you know, and one of the reasons that we go to Simon so often and for so long is almost as an example of like what what we want callers uh, to be like, right? To be giving us information because we're, we're, we're just human beings here. We can't stay on top of everything. We can't be watching developments in the South Pacific at the same time that the NATO events are going on, the same time they're trying to trans our kids here. Like we rely on the audience being that those those repeater stations feeding us the news so we can send it out to our audience. If you disagree, call in and tell us uh, how you disagree. If you have a different interpretation, call us and give us your different interpretation. But if you just don't follow these things, then come on to criticize Simon for following these things. Uh, you you really don't have a criticism. You have a. a complaint that you know frankly i don't care about i don't care i don't care uh simon has been incredibly valuable in keeping us up to date and has uh, helped us to break some of the biggest news we've ever broken 
sort of over and over again. So many of the things that Simon contacts us about and then tells us on the show, you see in headlines several days later, uh, but he's on top of it because, again, he dedicates his time to actually doing the research that really we should all be doing. So uh, thank you to Simon for calling in once again, and we'll go now to uh, our next call. Andrew in New York has a lawsuit against Cisco. Go ahead, Andrew. You're on the air. Yeah, there's a a lawsuit against Cisco for working with the Chinese Communist Party. Um, basically, Cisco and gets like great pleasure out of uh, telling the Chinese Communist Party where the the Falun Gong are, who are the they're basically a spiritual group. Yep, one of, one of the spiritual groups in China that they've been using like organ harvesting on. Yeah, I hadn't. So, yeah, uh, so, I hadn't heard. I think I remember you. Maybe called in and told us about this earlier. I hadn't looked into it. Here's the headline from a week ago in Los Angeles Times. Lawsuit alleging California tech giant aided Chinese torture may proceed, Ninth Circuit says. Yeah, so I hadn't heard about this. This is San Jose-based technology giant Cisco Systems and two former executives aided the Chinese government in tracking and torturing adherents of the Falun Gong religious movement may proceed to trial. The U.S. Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals Rules Friday. InfoWars is a one of a kind operation. And so please go to InfoWars Store and just make a donation. And you can make it one time or recurring. You have a little profile there, canceling time. Every 15 days, every month, every three months, every six months, up to nine months, you can go in and every month or every week, whenever you want, you program it. You just click it and then you decide when you want to make a donation. So please do that as well. That way we get 95% of it after credit card fees. That are making 20, 30, 40% like we do on the products. But these really are amazing products. The Big July 4 sale is going on right now. This is such a critical platform in the fight against the New World Order. The enemy's out in the open. We're vindicated. People are listening more than ever. But in this major recession going into depression and with supply chain breakdowns, I know it's hard. I know times are tough. So thank you for your support. But whatever you do, pray for the broadcast and share the articles and the videos. That you can do for free, and that's just as important as keeping us on air. So however God leads you in your heart to support us, please support us now, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart. God bless you.